It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. It's time, everyone, for another NFL in London podcast. Wade McWayne and Ryan Call are here. Hello. Oh, man. Week two. Woo, doggy. That one a, uh, a little one. different. It was a good one. It was good. Favorite moment? Do you have a favorite moment? Well, yeah, obviously, all my favorite moments are Tua related. Yes. Um, no, listen, man, that was uh, that was a hell of a game. I couldn't believe it when I was like, you look away from the TV and you come back and you're like, what? What? It's just there was so many. I do love, um, also, I got to say my favorite moment. No, my favorite moment of the week was definitely Jets win. Okay, Jets. Yeah, that Jets was a win. powerful win. Great game we, for the we, Jets. Can start, we can start with that game. I think it's great because... Uh, first of all, the it's like um, it's what is it? The top three passing yardage guys this year. After Joe Flacco's weeks, in the top three. Yeah. After is that is um, Flacco, Carson Wentz, and Tua. Yeah. So who'd have thought? What a what a lighting what a it season. up. Joe Flacco. I mean, uh, look, I'm not going to say I said it all along. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but no, but this what means, a game. This 31 30 for Browns fans. Uh, devastating, you know, to, 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 to have that, but to, for the Jets to come back and have that win. Fantastic. Broadway Joe Flacco. He's going to ask you to celebrate bang Zach Wilson's mom. It's going to be the only way to do it. He, yes, he is playing. He played great. Great team, uh, the great team thing, around him. You know, let's be honest. That, you know, I thought we saw that Garrett Wilson come out and have a big game. Uh, Brees Hall playing a bit better. But, man, Joe Flacco's just kind of having fun out there. He's just slinging it. But, to me, the Browns just lost this game. Like, they did. Well, Joe Flacco, 26 for 44, 307 yards, four touchdowns, a 110.7 rating. That's the Flacco of the Super Bowl era. Yeah, exactly. So, again, is it going to last? But, again, he does have a better team behind him. Great they, team. Yeah. Um, Cleveland could have won this game if Chubb doesn't run into the end zone, but I think he's probably afraid of his fantasy uh, fantasy Twitter. Yeah, that was a timing issue. But yeah. Going at the end there, going into the end zone, cost them the game. Like, well, it didn't cost them the game. It cost the timing. Well, it, you didn't expect if they to come back If like he would have gone yeah. down over the first yard line and then gone down at the one, they could have knelt, and that would have been the game. They, he went in, boom, right, right back down. It's just crazy. I think it was like – the stat was no team has been one down 14 with under two minutes left to win in like, or something like that. It, it was like, a crazy game. Like, it was fun to watch. It was, it was a red zone. It was one of those red zone uh, phenoms that I was watching. I was like, oh man, that was good. Good on the Jets. Good on the win. Good on anyone who had them in fantasy. 61 listen, points in that sucker, man. Everyone, unfortunately, it's not a lot of Cleveland fans fault, but everyone's anti-Cleveland. So whenever you can see Cleveland lose a game like that, everyone, everyone's cheering for it against it. So. It's fun to watch. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear about a team that also faced. We talked about the Carolina Panthers and New York Giants and the team. Man, this game was. I <laughs> mean, I bet the under on this one, and this was under all around the running game. When you think of Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey combined, uh, the running the running yards, <clears throat> you know, less than what Kyler Murray did uh, running for a two point conversion. Um, yeah. It was yeah, it was ugly. It was one of those again, Baker had another middling game and Matt Rule not being able to utilize Christian McCaffrey. Like, why are they not lining him up as receiver? Did you not watch any of the tape that happened before him and how good he was? It was you just know, a they, game of two, two inept teams. It seemed and, like the yeah, defense, the, everything, they couldn't score the two teams that couldn't score. It's great. You got two great running backs. Defenses were, I mean, the Carolina defense was quick and all over him, but the, I don't know. Their defenses showed them up. Two bad quarterbacks playing against each other. Like Baker was bad, Mm -hmm. and any of this, I guess, 
all the stuff about, you know, Baker plays better pissed off. You're going to see it's just I don't know, man. I don't see it out there anymore. He doesn't look like this guy who's got this fire. Giants 2-0, though. Giants 2-0 in, in the NFC East. Big what a way guy. to start it, you know? What a, what a way to put it out. Brian Dayballs. He's got those big NFC East is chucking it, man. They got some yeah. chuckers in this one. So, but yeah, I think, again, Brian Dayballs brought a little energy to that team, a little belief in them, at least, even though Daniel Jones did not play exceptionally well. You know, Saquon Barkley didn't have a great game. It was just an ugly offensive game, which you're going to have when – you don't really have a lot of weapons if you're the Giants. Like Kenny Galladay didn't play. Tony struggles. He's always injured or he struggles to get on the field. So they don't really have any weapons that they're going out there. So the fact that they're 2-0 and with that team is, is pretty great. And they got Dallas coming up. He's got Cooper Rush. So they could be 3-0 and next week. The real new Ginger Ninja, really, the Cooper Rush. Uh, have a cup of Rush, man. I'm drinking the Rush. Uh, a lot of fantasy. If Listening you're, in a, if you're in a deep fantasy league, you're, you're probably drinking the Rush. Uh, what a lot of people are not drinking and they're dropping is, is Trubisky. Um, man, the Steelers and the Patriots, another under game, underwhelming, um, you know, a couple good passes, but the, the Patriots and the Steelers both look kind of inept in this one. Steelers try to make a comeback in this one. Once again, to stay in the game. Um, unfortunately not able to as uh, Mac Jones goes one and one. Uh, they hold on 253 yards and a touchdown. For Mac Jones, I just um, think like when these two teams, no matter who they play, you're you're gonna looking into like most boring game of the week. One of mm-hmm. them, just you got two teams that just again. I think like if you're Pittsburgh, all right, Trubisky's done two games and you want to one. I mean, can Kenny Pickett really be any worse? The guy's from yeah. Pittsburgh. He'll excite your fan base. I don't know if they remember, but they played a rookie Ben Roethlisberger who won like twelve straight games when he was a rookie. Almost took him to the Super Bowl. So, like, it's just – it's not like this is unheard of. I, I say I've seen enough with Trubisky that this is what you're getting. Classic I've already Trubisky. said that, you know, as a Bears fan. I say the potential combo of Pickens, Pickett, the potential will lead to picks. And yeah. I think that's that's great. You and then, again, you just say the Patriots get, like – yeah, Matt, that offense just looks as bad as, as it's going to be. They got no real weapons. You know, Aguilar's fine, but even the running game hasn't been looking as dominant. That was the one thing they were pretty decent at last year. They released a power running team where Harris and Stevenson were this one two attack, but that's even gone. Like Harrison's been fine, but I don't know, man. This is going to be a rough year for the Patriots, I think. If this is the offense and you're seeing like what Buffalo and, and Miami are doing in, in the AFC East and thinking you're going to keep up. It's like, good luck. Yeah, I mean, option could be meth, you know. Yeah. Let them play hard. You know, they did it to the Germans World War II Blitzkrieg. Uh, it could work there. Um, but this, yeah, both the teams are heading in the wrong direction. You, you don't see them. You know, you see them playing each other, and you're like, oh, this sucks. When you see them playing a good team, and they're going to play good teams soon, um, yeah, it's going to get really shown up because the good teams that are playing for wins – are going to trod all over this garbage. Both yeah, there's good, it feels like there's good, There's a lot of bad offenses, and we're going to see a lot of ugly games in the middle of the season where it's going to be a lot of, like, 20, 30-point wins. Yeah, offenses and, and they're going to have – they're going to need them. People are going to need those cushion wins. Um, cushion for the pushing. Speaking of pushing, a lot of pushing. Lattimore and Evans. Oh, yeah. Damn you, Evans, on my fantasy team. And especially when you're playing Green Bay next week, you turd burglar. <laughs> um, Buccaneers, Saints, 20 to 10. 
ugly game. It was a Buccaneers defense. Tom Brady throwing tablets uh, like first day at Best Buy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, man, yeah, Tom Brady, it was, it was. 18 for 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, 79 rating. Jameis, man, he was throwing, he was throwing them in, in the second half, but they were all picks. Um, yeah, he was doing Jameis things. I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people got excited, I, you know, with that Saints win. Like the offense looked a little bit better, but you can't just get rid of like a guy like Sean Payton, who's one of the best play callers like of his generation, and mm-hmm. think you're just going to have Jameis, who also had Bruce Arians, one of the best play callers of his generation, as his two coaches, and just lose those and think you're just going to walk in because Jameis has got that swagger confidence that he has. But again, they just showed that even even they couldn't even move it anywhere down the field. They had no they had no Camara, which hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Michael Thomas had his few moments of Ave, but they just second just half good Thomas. Yeah. And you know, the Bucks. This is just kind of who they are. They just signed Cole Beasley. Apparently. Yeah. So they're obviously White looking, they're obviously looking for a little. Spark. Well, they're desperate. You know, they you know you've got so many guys off. You know, yeah, and, they, and you had Scotty and, Miller. Now I got to tell you though, there was a couple plays. There was that one play on Scotty Miller. Man, that was such a holding call. Basically, the defender is just holding Scotty Miller's arm. It was clear, and Tom Brady's yelling, Miller's yelling. There was a couple calls. I don't think the refs are on Tom's side anymore. I don't. Maybe Giselle <laughs> paid turned, them off. The refs have turned. They've all healed. swayed. They've all they're, swayed. Like you know, he's unsullied. I don't know what's happening, but they're not on his side anymore because there's a lot of calls where Tommy was getting angry, and it's like shit. That that normally should have been a call. We're team Giselle. That's what they told him. Oh man. It's <laughs> all wanted the flag. work it yeah, out. On again, RuPaul's drag I, I race. think I don't if know. I'm a bucks, they're not putting up a lot of points. They just, they're not like Brady again, had 45 touchdowns, 5,000 yards last year. Mm-hmm. He had, had more weapons. He's really missing Gronk for those short yardage kind of get me those, like that trust that he had in Gronk. He's got no, he's, he's missing so many guys. Missing, and, he, and Yeah. And, and, and this Russell Gage. So yeah. it's just been a, it's been time. Again, he's dealing with all this personal stuff. And so to think that this guy, you know, uh, he, he's not a machine. He does believe. I don't, I, I think the personal stuff is bullshit. I think people are making it out to be too much. You know, the fact is the guys, he's 45. He's doing things his way. You know, he's basically his wife. I'm sure agrees with it. It's like, I'm taking Wednesdays off. Why do I got to show yeah. up Wednesdays? It's That's not a people that go with drama. It's like, no, why? I'm 45. Screw you. I know what Wednesdays are. If I hurt my arm, screw you. I'm yeah. ready for game day. I'm planning. I'm watching. Don't worry about me. And I think people are making a big drama about it. Tommy's fine. He's yeah, going to be like, fine. And all the drama is working out. But I agree. Why push yourself that hard when you're 45? When you know what to do, you know the routine. Yeah, he's so fine. why hurt your arm in a fucking bad throw or some dumbass rookie bumping into you? He just doesn't look like a guy, though. But even the first game, he doesn't look like a guy who was having as much fun as he did the last couple of years. Like, he's not... He's not, not, not that, but again, because he's not producing like he did. And I think he has such high expectations of himself. That, Midlife crisis. And, you yeah, know, mid-light he's, crisis. He's going to, it's going to be, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch down the line, especially when you got teams like Philly who are ascending and they're just kind of not being able to kind of take that step to really take hold of the NFC. Yeah. I mean, they're one of those teams, you know, they're going to rally together once they get all the healthy bodies. It's just getting a few more team guys. Now it's hard because, you know, you need these few first few weeks to gel. You need these first few weeks to, to figure out who on your team works. And, and that's where you find the magic. Speaking of magic, uh, this game was magical. I thought, you know what, this game looks going to be interesting. I'm going to put this game. This is the game I'm going to watch since my bears were not playing it. So I decided to put on the dolphins and the Ravens. I thought, man, this is going to be a shootout. Holy shooting out. 
Um, Tua. Tua. You know, when you when when you're looking and, and Lamar Jackson lights it up, he's got 120 yards rushing. He's got three touchdowns already. Miami's down by three touchdowns. You figure this is over. And then Tyreek and, and Waddle and, and the gang just start. Like, how do they get that open? It, you start wondering, like, Baltimore, how did you allow them to just yeah. get that open that they've got such gaps? You're allowing these guys that are speedsters in zone coverage to just have a pocket of you've gave him a seven yard running gap. You give Waddle seven yards of running space. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it just shows that that one, two punch is scary. Like that is some speed. You really have to get there. You need great safeties you, that need to be almost going to read each other's minds. That's why right. it'll be really interesting next week. They got Buffalo. So we got, if Micah Hyde plays Buffalo doesn't get beat deep a lot. So they're going to have to do a bit of the dink and dunk. But to me, this is all about Tua. He had, he just put the team on his back through some great balls and like from all the shit, I don't think anyone gets shit on more than Tua. So for mm-hmm. him to be able to do that in everyone's face, you know, good on him. I'm, I even I think it's going to be a great game next week. I'm finally excited for the someone to maybe give the Bills a little push because the first two games a little push. Oh, Ryan, you're already <laughs> starting with the trash. Talk. The first two games have not been. No, I think this is going to be a great game. I think Buffalo is going to be. In, it could be in for a real close, tough game because. Yeah, it's a- how do you defend that type of speed? Like you have to be terrified about it. You have to be able, but to me, like Baltimore, you can't blow those types of leads. 21 points in 13 minutes left. Like that's unacceptable. Well, that's where where you're right. Never used to do that. And to me, that just feels like, I don't like that sort of style, especially how good Lamar was playing. He was just dominating again, showing, show me the money. Like everything, every week he just keeps playing better. So um, and then Miami, then he's watching across with, he might not be able to go to Miami next year if Tua keeps playing like this. So great win by the Dolphins. Absolutely. I can't wait for next week. So, and Tua, six touchdowns mm-hmm. in the NFL. So he's shutting he, everyone up. Yeah. And it's what you mentioned. It's, it's, it's the defense. And, and the fact is, how do you defend against that? Well, Baltimore should have, you know, when you've got a cushion like that and you start watching this guy light it up and you start watching these guys the defense should have been way more on them than they were. And, and Miami's defense really stepped up in the second half. They really shut down. So when you look at the contrast in Miami sort of going, okay, from coming back from the second half, they're like, all right, we, we know what we need to do to stop him from burning us. Obviously that first opening touchdown killed them, but from there, the Miami defense stepped up and it was, it was good for them. Miami is two and O um, you know, it was, it was a great game to watch. It was very exciting. Probably the best game to watch. Um, oh, yeah. You know? that's, that's definitely gave the, the drama of game of the year for sure. But but then, of course, when you talk about points and you talk about drama, you have to talk about Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders. 36 to 27, a game I picked the over and told everyone to take the over in this one. Man, it was over. Uh, Jared, Jared Goff, four touchdowns. Uh, but the Lions had a bit of a lead here and it sort of squandered. Uh, they were able to wence it up and uh, wence it up came yeah. back and Carson Wentz 30 for 46 337 yards three touchdowns and interception with a 99 rating Jared Goff too 20 for 34 256 yards four touchdowns of the 121.7 rating yeah it's, Detroit's fun Detroit's a fun team I think they got again Swift look good mm-hmm. they, they're just one of those like they're gonna play for their coach and they're they just kind of like them again they kind of just feel like that Detroit versus everybody mentality that they have um, because they're just always going to be in these wild games that are going to be massively high scoring because they can't really stop anyone so they kind of have to yeah. just go into complete shootouts 
which kind of makes you worried a bit if Dan Campbell is like, I think he's supposed to be more defensively. So the fact that like, every game is going to be these wild shootouts uh, will worry me because eventually you're going to basically, people are going to be able to figure you out. And again, these same Brown, who just looks like a Two revelation. Amazing. And him and when Jamison Williams comes back next year, maybe like that team's going to be looking super scary. I think they're going to be one of the fun teams to watch next year. But to me, this year is just like, just gel, get better, kind of pull off some wins, but and have some fun games. And that's what Detroit's going to do. They're going to be in every single game, yeah. especially at the teams that are kind of like in the middle where they are. They're going to be able to beat any of them, like the Washingtons, and they did. Imagine Detroit Lions if they had Lamar Jackson. There you go. He was on one of their this list of teams he would go to. Well, some of those receivers and that team, <clears throat> you know, Detroit would eat him up. And, and man, I, you, you, when you jump into a team that's ready to go like that, um, the Jared Goff, Hey, Jared Goff had a great game, but Jared, Jared Goff's Jared Goff. He's, I, he's not, he's not someone I'm going to pin a franchise on. And someone like Lamar could really light up a team like that, uh, with a great coach, uh, great coaching Frank Reich. Um, what's <laughs> going on? Frank Reich is Indianapolis just a place where everyone goes to die. Are yeah. you cursed? Is there a taint there? Is there something that happens to every quarterback that basically is a booger on the well, whole they stain? Just keep, they keep thinking, like, well, one player away from this magical run. Like, they don't. They don't have any weapons. They, they don't have a tight end. They have Michael Pittman Jr. who is hurt. And absolutely no. And then if that's the case, Jonathan Taylor is not going to be able to do anything, and he hasn't been able to. Uh, Bad the defense, game for Again, Taylor. to get shut out against the Jags is just, like... <laughs> I mean, if you're Jim Mercy, you, this is why it's like you got to start looking now. They're going to be desperate, maybe do like that trade three first round picks for someone, seeing them getting that. Because it's either that or pick a quarterback and develop it. Uh, but then you're going to have to get rid of Frank Reich, who's probably, if, if this season keeps going the way it's going, could be on the hot seat and out. And if Indy gets top five pick, maybe that's what they should just figure. Maybe they're not as close as they think. It's it was so sloppy. Like Matt Ryan, three interceptions. He was 195 yards, um, 34 rating. Um, if you had him in fantasy, he, he was a just a shit reality. So he lost. He did. Lost this Trevor Lawrence, 35, 25 for 30, 235 yards, two touchdowns, 121.5 rating. Exceptional there. Christian Kirk, a good game, but you just look how limp that that Colts team. Yeah. Um, and, and especially and you, wonder, you got Jonathan Taylor, you have all this. They just couldn't put it together. Matt, Matty Ice, it feels to me that they were playing preseason. Like they just, I don't think the reality is setting. This is this is the regular season. You, you got to play now. I know. And you get set up with a cupcake schedule right off the bat Houston, Jacksonville, and you're 0 1 1. And last divisional, year, divisional yeah. cupcakes, right? You so know, this is those are the be... tastiest, easiest ones. I think if you're indie, you're just, uh, you must just feel like well, we're just going through this again. At least Rivers was much better than this. Well, Bill Rivers yeah. is feeling better about himself. At least he took him to the playoffs. I, I think Matt Matt Ryan has got to show up now. I mean, he's it's this is the pressure on, and and this is the reason he's there. And this team knows it. Oh, and two, oh, and two, like this. Right. You know, you start looking at ahead and use your running game. You've got all these things. It's just, it just just felt like a failure. Um. Let's go on to the Atlanta Falcons and LA Rams. LA Rams 31 to 27 in this one. Uh, the game belies a little bit more. The Rams, you know, started going. 
Uh, nice to see Allen Robinson finally get a touchdown. Um, uh, but then the, the Falcons uh, made a little gouge back in this one. Uh, they said, we're not done. And a little Mario to magic to try, yeah, to, try to come they back. Did. They did, but it wasn't as good. It was like basically a lot of luck happening. They needed stuff to just because it kind of just felt like it was over. The Rams were pretty blocking pretty dumb, a punt. Pretty you dominant. Know. You know, they had it pretty much handled. I think even though, yeah, Falcons had a little run, but it wasn't like you didn't feel like, oh, my God, not like the. it wasn't like, you know, Miami's comeback. He didn't feel like, oh, shit, Atlanta might actually do this. Uh, again, if you, if they, you had a 10 did, point spread, you were a little like, damn it, yeah. that block punt. Yeah. And then and then you have Kyle Pitts on your team. You don't even target him. Like, I, mm-hmm. this, I've, all everyone talks about, we're going to see this Kyle Pitts' next step into being like one of the best tight ends. This guy didn't even get the ball thrown to him. So yeah. like, if you're a Atlanta fan watching this, you're just like, what are we doing? We're just going to Drake London looks great. It's like, again, you've got this weapon. Use him. And it's it's crazy to think that he's all if he's that good, he's never open. So, well, Mariota it's Mariota. Gonna... I mean, you know, he was a backup for so long. He was a starter ages well, ago on the he, Titans. He'll get a couple more games and then I think they're going to turn to Ritter. I think if, if you go 0 and 3, 0 and 4. I don't see why you stick with Mariota. Like, clearly, it's not working. Well, yeah, it's not. So working. I think I think if you're in Atlanta, if you just go. I think Atlanta just needs a top five pick because they got some weapons on. If they get a good quarterback and bring back Ridley with Ridley, Drake London, uh, Cordrell, and uh, Kyle Pitts. That's a great offense. Great offense. So I, I think Atlanta Falcons should just be like, "Listen, this year is going to be rough. Let's tank it and let's go next year." I mean, sometimes you have to go to your backup and, uh, and and the backup is is where the gold is. And again, that was sort of my favorite moment. It was it was the moment. It wasn't the moment of Trey Lance getting carted off because that was horrible. It was like your it, friend coming out of prison. It was like, just, yeah, he's back. Jimmy back G muting his smile like, oh, yeah, yeah, here I am. OK, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry for Trey. Well, there was there was that moment when he popped up, yeah, when they popped up and he had this giant smile, and it felt like this team again. It really just feels like they they like Jimmy more, but no one could say anything, right? Yeah, it just yeah, has your favorite uncle, and he's the one who gives you treats, and he's the one who gets you late at the bar. You know, everyone kind of sees it out there. And again, he took him to the NFC Championship last year. The NFC is wide open. They got a good defense. If they could just stop getting snake bitten with injuries all the time. They can still do something. And again, I don't think anyone was scared of Trey Lance. At least Jimmy G knows the offense. He can just step in. You don't have to worry about any drop-off. If anything, they're better. Then yeah. Maybe the team will play with a bit of swagger. And it's just like, this could be really interesting. Again, if Jimmy if Jimmy G can help them win the division or something like that, what do you do? Do, exactly. you, really, Unless... do you really say, oh, we're going back to Trey Lance again? And then, But then you got to admit you screwed it up because you traded, what, three first-round picks for this guy? to get this guy's because he was supposed to be the next piece. So it's going to be an interesting season for Jimmy G. I can't wait to see what he does. It's it's really unfortunate for Trey Lance too. Cause it you know, really is. because when, when you are, I mean, he's really only played what three games in the NFL. He's only really started. Pretty three much. Games. And, and, you know, when you're starting as an NFL quarterback, your whole thing is, is your camaraderie. It's building your relations. It's building your confidence. It's your cadence. It's, it's knowing the system. It's, it's being, and when you lose another year of that, it it's a real struggle to yeah. get back into the game when when the the you know the treadmill's running and there's other faster, <clears throat> bigger people that haven't been hurt on it, you know. And it's, and then after that, again, it's getting your first year back. It's your first year is getting your confidence and and knowing, oh my God, my ankle. What about my ankle? What if I screw up? So it's tough because it's many years ahead. Um, for 
the, the, the difficult thing for the 49ers is, man, what if Jimmy G gets hurt next game? You know, he gets hurt. Well, a lot. yeah, I know. You got to, it's, you, but you, it, it, you, do? you go to that. It's, you know, because he's your backup. And when your backup any, gets hurt, a backup who's prone to injury. Yeah. If any team loses their first two quarterbacks, they're pretty much fucked. So I don't think they're too worried about that, to be perfectly honest. Like, again, if he gets injured, he gets injured, and then the season's over, and then they'll just be terrible for the rest of the year. But he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. I think they'll, they don't have a great offensive line, but they'll have to do, they'll just have to be smarter with them because I think. They'll have to do a lot of plays to just make sure he gets the ball out so he doesn't put himself in risk. Well, they just bring the committee in, which is their running backs, and that's a committee of running backs. We're just going to split all the points. Because Debo carrying it a lot more, I think, probably. Oh, yeah, carrying the whole team. Uh, Speaking of quarterback disappointments, uh, it's not always cooking. Maybe it's more like smoking like a spliff uh, down in Denver. As the Broncos outlast the Texans 16-9 to in a really undercooked game. Uh, the fans at some point, if you saw this, Russ was so bad at the play clock, the fans were actually counting it out for him, yeah. uh, counting out the five, four, three, two, ones, because, uh, you know, he, he kept missing the play clock. And again, this feels like a team who's still playing preseason. It's just, uh, yeah. And it feels like it's run by like, an imbecile. Like it doesn't know what he's doing. Like again, Nathaniel Hackett, just no idea what they're doing. Like can't manage the clock. Like, it just feels like a guy is completely over his head. A guy who piggybacked on Aaron Rodgers and got a job from it because he was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. And it's looked that way. And, and if you're Baltimore fans, we traded all these picks, gave him $150 million, and like, Russ was bad. Mm-hmm. I get, he doesn't have a lot. Like He's got Courtney and Sutton. You know, Judy went out. He's already lost Tim Patrick. doesn't have a great tight end. And he's really only had Sutton to throw it out to. Um but he still was bad. Like Russell just like he's got to do better. Like all this Broncos let's ride and his, his TikTok videos and all this stuff. It's you start losing that stuff becomes a lot more annoying to fans who find who, who just tune it out. And if I'm Denver again, you put all this money into Russell Wilson and you're gonna absolutely even though they were talking like they lost, right? Mm-hmm. Like they won. And we're talking, yeah. you put all this money into this guy. And if you're and Nathaniel Hackett's going to ruin the first year of it, I, you might see him be a one and done coach. Cause I can't imagine if this is the way it's going to look that they're going to be able to get into the playoffs in the AFC. And it could be, you know, cause we, we got to talk about the Texans and because the Texans after two weeks are keeping things close in the AFC. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're making ugly. things interesting. It could be that these, you know, that the Texans are, are better than we think, but it's not because Russ was not looking good. And, you know, I was saying it even two years ago in Seattle, I thought his arm and his fame and everything, it sort of limped him away from the game. I just don't see the competitiveness in him in that fire uh, that you sort of look for. And, and I don't know, man, it just, it didn't seem to be any fire in this game. And it, it was sad for the Denver fans, 16 to nine. Las Vegas fans, they were celebrating huge because they were winning a big <laughs> game. Man, they were winning a game. The game was over pretty much. Um, and the then champagne you was know, corked. it was corked and, 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 and everything put the cork back where it belongs because uh, little Kyler Murray uh, came around like a fire rocket, man. Uh, I said <laughs> before, that two-point conversion, the 85 yeah, yards was, nuts. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, like to, uh, the, you know, the detractors weigh heavy on your shoulders and, and man, good for Kyler. Cause he, 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 he had the game he needed to have, 
uh, and against the opponent who seemed stunned uh, almost in the second half. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in an overtime victory, the Cardinals get the victory. Yeah, the it, was, it, was, it was like when you played Madden for the first time with Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. And you've never been used to this type of speed at quarterback. Yeah. And you could just run all over the field because no one could. And it was almost like a rule. You couldn't play with Vic. Because yeah, too, because you stop playing with Vic, man. Too, it's, yeah, not it's, it's not fair. No, it's you're not, not going with him. I'm not playing with uh, him anymore. But yeah, it was it was great little comeback by them. But the Raiders to blow this again, two really underwhelming games. So to be up 20 nothing to lose that. Uh, they, yeah, they were cruising. Again, Dion and Devontae Adams you know, didn't have a great game. Only two catches, 12 yards. Um, so if it's and Renfro's that, and fumbleitis Renfro did not, not help doing that. anything. I think Derek the, the hands of steel, uh, these good, strong hands, yeah, well, uh, the ta- crumbled by the nothingness, yeah. And all the talk that Derek Carr is gonna have a big step with Josh McDaniels, um, but it just hasn't it hasn't looked great. And again, it'll be 0 and 2 in that division, 0 and 2, yeah. NFC, well, the- and there's a lot of hype. I think the Raiders. Again, and now if, if Derek Carr doesn't start stepping it up, again, you have Devontae Adams. You've got a bunch of pieces. You've got to have better quarterback play, and you've got to be able to finish a team off 20 nothing, and not just let them chip away and get back, especially against a team that gave up five touchdowns to the – to the Chiefs the other week, so they got right. That was all on the Raiders. That's, yeah. That that was a very brutal, brutal loss. They Gruden should be fired, is what I. Think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, for, and when we talk about when we were talking about earlier in the podcast, is what sort of getting right, um, and 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 having those games where there's going to be a distance, a beat down. I think when you look at the Chargers and you look at and the and the Raiders who've just had those frustrating games against each other, when they do finally play the Broncos, it could be ugly. You know, yeah. like both these teams are like, I need a win. Okay, and six, three. the Raiders and the Chargers can score a hell of a lot of points. Uh, and the Broncos cannot respond in that category. So those could be ugly in the future, just as Harbingers to look for. Um, man. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah. you know, Joe Burrow on track to beat his own records in sacks. Uh, there's no line. Joe Burrow's is like, what kind of reward is this for the poor guy? They lose to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys 2017 yeah, yeah. Cowboys defense uh, playing solid football. Man, the Bengals um, yeah. if you protect believe- the poor man or or bench him. Like yeah. just give, just put him aside until you. He should say, "Just I'm going to sit until you actually get an O line that's going to save me." Yeah, if you didn't believe in the Super Bowl curse, you do now because he is not a good. Uh, yeah, again, he had that appendix out a couple of weeks before, so again, he missed a lot of training camp. They just haven't looked great. Yeah, they just again to lose to Cooper Rush when you were in the Super Bowl last year. You Joe Burrow, you're supposed to have that swagger. They can go in with Jamar Chase and just throw it all, sling it all over the field. T. Higgins was back. You know, he had no excuse in 17 points. But, you know, give it up for Dallas. Like, they got Micah Parsons, who's like a game wrecker. He'll just come in and just oh, does what he wants. Devastating. He lines up. He's just, been, he just I, the team on his own. Yeah, he's great to watch. He's a fun guy to watch. He's, he's very charismatic. So he's, he, he's just going to be that guy that keeps them in games. And again, if they can just hold off a few wins, Cooper Rush would before Dak gets back, you know, they, they might have a shot at the division, but maybe not because Philly might have run away with it by then. Well, they're, they're but, pretty, they're pretty hot on Cooper Rush. They're pretty, they're pretty fiery under his they pants. They just like so, the name. It sounds like a Pixar 
Well, you know, he played all right. He won a game last year, and I think they're they're confident in him. And and the Cowboys really seem to believe in this kid. And he's sort of that young Andy Daltonish. And who knows? You know, it's um, he's able to put a win together over a team that went to the Super Bowl. So um, let's see how long it'll last. Uh, off to um, well, we're at Green Bay. Off to Cheeseland, where the Bears had to face Aaron Rodgers in his comeback after getting humiliated. And in the Bears, it was, look, Aaron Jones beat the Bears, um, but it wasn't yeah. as bad. I mean, Green Bay was held to three points in the second half by Chicago. Both teams held to three points each in the second half. Uh, sort of testament to the defenses on each side, but also Aaron Rodgers just, you know, when he had the lead, they just didn't you know, look yeah. that great it was, after that. It was the Aaron Jones show. He yeah. dominated in fantasy. Huge game. Again, the Packers, they... Yeah, they didn't have, again, they don't look as dangerous. Again, was, this is probably one of the, the worst Bears teams they've played in the last few years, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that, yeah, they're not, like, they would have, a couple of years ago, with Devontae, they would have won probably like 43 to 10. Yeah. So, again, it didn't feel like, oh, this was a course correction, like last year when they had that bad loss. You still have questions. I think it's just going to be one of those things that, that the Packers deal with all year until Rodgers putting up three, four touchdown games and just pass, slinging it all over the field like he used to. Maybe it's just going to take a while for these rookies to get used to it. Um, but until then, I think it's just going to be a lingering question. I want to see the Packers against another offensive team where Rodgers got to go toe-to-toe because just fields, just, they just don't have it right now. I think there's just too many too many questions. They're, they got not enough weapons for Justin Fields to make any, to be able to compete when you have to score points, especially when you're down. Well, well, that team is Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in next week uh, yeah. when Aaron Rodgers faces Tom Brady. There we go. Both teams, so though, lacking. You know, Tom Brady's going to lack Mike Evans. He's he's going to lack a lot of his receiving core. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting watching two legends almost handicapped uh, <laughs> from their regular services. So it's going to be improv. You know, improv football. Um, it's going to be like you know them them on the links. Yeah. Um, Look, we talked about, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, who both you and I thought, hey, you know what? Tennessee plays these guys tough. Uh, and did. Tennessee yeah. should play them tough, but Tennessee doesn't even play themselves tough. <laughs> Tennessee play, beats though. themselves up. Um, Tannehill looked garbage. Derrick Henry could got stuffed by the defense, but it was Josh Allen again. Buffalo Bills making it look easy, 41-7. Yeah. They've been basically the Super Bowl champions and then the number one seed from last year, and they've outscored them 72 to 17 uh, to start the season. Yeah, like, again, what can you say about Josh Allen? He just keeps doing Josh Allen things. Stefan Diggs, three touchdowns, just that deep pass, absolute rocket. Um, again, that defense, what Von Miller's brought to that is just that edge that they have. They just, you know, Derek Henry is like 13 carries, 25 yards. They just look great. I get all the mm-hmm. hype has lived up to it. That's why I think everyone in the NFL is going to be excited for Bills, um, Bills Dolphins. I'd be shocked if it wasn't like the Sky game and the main game. They probably wish it was the four o'clock game uh, that they could move it. But it's going to be a great game to watch. And, fi- and, and but yeah, Tennessee just does not look like a good team. I guess this is what happens when you trade your best player away. Maybe yeah. not as good. And maybe that was a lesson, like a, a valuable lesson that when you get a guy like. AJ Brown and look how good he was playing in Philly. Like maybe you don't trade him when it's, it helps. Basically, you have no threats, so that everyone just w- isn't scared of Henry anymore. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's having the compliments and also having that offensive line that would usually block for Henry and give him a lot of those openings. It doesn't seem like he, he has that much of a step. You know, Henry needs a few steps to get going. He's a big boy. And, and when you don't have that and you get smothered two yards beyond the, the line of scrimmage on a lot of the plays, it, it, it doesn't bode well for, you know, getting some gas. Because Henry, once you get, you know, eight yards running, it's like, uh-oh, good luck stopping those. You're going to take a big knee to the face. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, yeah, again, you could just sort of see the regression there. And, and like Indianapolis, you sort of go, okay, well, you guys are sort of on your last legs, old dogs. Um, what's now, your that last trick? division's a train wreck. I can't wait to see how who wins it and what record. Right now, Jacksonville looks like the dominant team yeah. in the division. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a free for all at Walmart. It's pretty much what it is. 99 cents sale and everything. And they're all, they're all running for the aisles. Um, Minnesota, Philadelphia had finished up the last of the games. Uh, Kirk Cousins, man, is he seeing ghosts or goats? (laughs) But it was uh, Jalen Hurts once again that uh, dominated this. That was the most Kirk Cousin-y game of all Kirk Cousin-y games. Justin Jefferson has to get traded. (laughs) Every time, every time you think Kirk Cousins can't let you down. Like, if you're a Vikings fan, I'd be like, that's it. Like, as good as this guy's stats are every year, this is what happens on Monday night. This is what happens when the big lights come on. Mm -hmm. He plays small. He was terrible. Threw three terrible interceptions. Mm. Couldn't get Jefferson involved. You have all these weapons. Dalvin Cook's not a real threat. You know, Philly's D. Philly do look like a complete team. I got to give it. I, Jalen Hurts has looked way better than I thought. 300 yards in the he's, first half. Yeah, he's been absolutely dominant. And I think he's been great to watch. I think he's one of those guys that took that chip on his shoulder. Everyone doubting him. Every, I think after that Tampa game where he got beat down by Brady. But that's what happens to rookie quarterbacks. But he's come back. He did look what the Bills did. You know, they gave him Stefan Diggs. And look what happened to Josh Allen. You give Jalen Hurts, a guy like A.J. Brown. Look what they give him to a Tyree Kill. It's like invest in your young quarterbacks and then they'll pay you back with being dominant like Jalen Hurts has been. He's changed them. They're actually really fun to watch. I, I can't. I think they're, they're amazing got, they're to watch, amazing to have on your fantasy team too. They're but... now even considered considering the NFC is so weak. Everyone's talking, you know, they're Super Bowl and it is not like out out of the realm of possibility that they're in the Super Bowl. No, it's not, and they do have some weaknesses, but they have so many strengths. Um, and, and that team is exciting to watch, and they're they're enjoying playing, which you can see they they really like playing with each other, and and that's a big difference when you see that in a team that guys are really into it. I mean, that's a hell of a motivator to, to beat you week in and week out when the other team is like having a ball. Um, and when you got a quarterback like that, it's fun. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm always excited to see what's going to happen uh, with Philadelphia. Uh, they got a good game against Washington next week. Um, so, folks, that's it for this week in the NFL in London podcast. Week two review. Make sure uh, you go to our website, NFLinLondon.com. Find us on Facebook, on the Twitter. We don't usually use that as much. Uh, the Instagram on Instagram, Ryan and I usually put our uh, Thursday night football picks. And this week, of course, it's Steelers-Browns, which Ryan and I will put our picks up on the Instagram page. Browns are favored by five and a half. What a great game to wake up to on game. Friday after your coffee dump. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, folks, All that's right. it for this one. Thanks, and thanks for listening.